print newspapers come under uh, the press act and then there's of course uh, the program code for tv there is the certification board for films so it does feel why should the digital space go unregulated in the past and you know in the last three years there've also been a series of court cases where the ministry guys had to make an appearance and you know sort of um, uh, explain to the courts as to what the government is doing with regard to this there have been some complaints against some content which the government feels is obscene and vulgar and all of that i mean they believe that there needs to be a le- level playing field amongst uh, for all uh, social media platform for all media platforms and uh, until now see there's been a change in stance also right now you know till now they believe that the ipc code and the it act will be enough but clearly this means that they want to do something more but why now i mean what is the rationale i'm asking because huh. all this while this is a paid for private content viewing platform if you don't want to watch it don't pay for it don't watch it why do you need to bring up a grievance cell for this well see um the government believes that a lot of young people are getting on um, ott platforms there is a disproportionate number of uh, people who are shifting from traditional form of entertainment to ott viewing they are all impressionable that is what the government note on this uh, particular move says and they have made it um, seem like and it is also understandable that you know uh, there is uh, there are regulatory bodies for every form of media so why not the digital uh, space okay so i understand the government's point of view but uh, nikhil for the ott players i mean what are the fears you are talking about regulation now in content well that that is a fear but uh, just to add to what vasudha said this has also been going back and forth between the ministry of it and the ministry of imb uh, because the actual jurisdiction lies uh, with the ministry of it because it's the one that enforces the it act and in my conversations what i've noticed is that um, the it ministry has basically said that this is the mib's domain let them handle it so this is merely a formal passing of the responsibility uh, to mib and mib even though it hasn't had the authority to actually uh, develop any kind of a code over all this while it has still been uh, trying to nudge and push the, the ott industry over these past 2 to 3 years 
to come up with the code. In fact, it has rejected um, the code a couple of times um, and asked them to make it a little more stringent, including the latest code which came out a couple of months ago. The, for the OTT sector, the thing is that meant there was initially a bit of a sort of unease with it. Some players, uh, for example, Netflix and Hotstar wanted regulatory certainty. So they were the ones who were initially pushing for an, a reasonable code. And at that point in time, Amazon Prime Video was pushing back, saying there isn't a need for a code. This has an impact on creative freedom. The creators that I've spoken with keep talking about how there are always lawyers in the room that keep cutting out scenes, that you can't put something or the other in the scene. You can't use certain language. We have seen massive amounts of censorship in shows in any case each year for the last three to four years where, uh, you know, uh, there are platforms that have voluntarily even censored international content or they have shown censored versions of movies in India, which has been approved by the CBFC. So with the MIB getting more power, it now has a stick to wield. And there's a fear that there is going to be a wielding of that stick with a lot more freedom whenever someone makes a complaint or makes a noise, especially from a political perspective. And, you know, we are a country that where anything you say will always offend someone or the other. And so it's a very prickly 1.3 billion people that we have. And so there is, there is a fear that, that streaming services become as censored and as toned down and as boring as TV is. Nikhil, you mentioned uh, how international movies, etc. you already are censored in India. But tell me, do we have any precedents abroad where content like this in OTT platform is getting regulated where the Indian government can take a chapter from? Well, Kasba, uh, I've forgotten what the, real, uh, what the new name of that organization is, which looks at uh, content uh, uh, in, in Southeast Asia already has uh, a content code, which again, Disney, which owns Hotstar uh, and Netflix uh, were signatories too. So when this initial conversation began, I was in a few meetings where that Kasba code was actually circulated to indicate where they would like to see a reasonable self-regulatory code go. My argument at that point was once you open that door, once you allow the government to begin a process of putting together a self-regulatory code, it's going to go downhill from there. And that's exactly what's happened uh, three years hence. Uh, this entire exercise should never have begun. And now we are at the risk of certain shows not being shown in India. So this again, Nikhil, I want to ask you one question is, Therefore, you might have a situation where more and more shows are not aired in India. After all, what is the impact on consumers? Because it's us who lose in the end. Because right now, from what I understand, there are about 17 crore OTT platform users as of 2019. What happens now if you keep censoring more and more shows? If you keep censoring more and more shows, consumers will go back to doing what they used to do, which is pirate the content. No one wants to watch a censored show. Some of the many times, for example, if there's nudity in a show, there are critical dialogues happening in that scene. And so we have seen, for example, the way Game of Thrones was aired on TV. It was highly censored. Um, and therefore, the plot lost depth. Um, I think the other aspect that you have to remember, and this is something which gets lost in this TV versus OTT comparison, is that OTT is not like TV. Um, it is private viewing. You are watching it in the privacy of your device or your or your or your bedroom. 
and just in a few years ago in 2015 when there was a case for banning of porn that had gone up to the supreme court uh, the attorney general of india mukul rodhi had gone to court and said that they don't want to get into someone's bedroom they don't want to regulate uh, 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 private viewing and he said that we don't want to do model policing so that is a stated government policy in the supreme court and now with this push Uh, for ott services to regulate they're doing exactly the same thing fundamentally there is no difference between uh, porn and an ott streaming service structurally that is the content is different but also the other thing is that that when you have these ott streaming services that are being viewed by a large number of users it's also by users own choice they are pulling the content it's not broadcast so you can't treat the two mediums as the same which is what the government wants to do so vasuda uh, nikhil's made out some important points is that even few years ago the government was not keen on this kind of regulation but yeah. then why this change of stance because a few years ago yes. you did not want this to happen and as he uh, quoted people saying that you don't want to enter into people's bedroom why the change of stance now yes So you know when private satellite TV arrived in India in the 90s I'm sure Nikhil would agree with this uh, you know we could watch a lot of content on international TV and that led to a lot of debate on oh there's a cultural invasion happening you know what are these international channels they are so alien to indian culture all of that and of course after that the cable TV act was brought in and then we saw all these big players bring, you know making television shows which are very localized and they kept local sensibilities in mind when i read about this i do think that that it is just a repeat of what happened in the 90s that was with tv now it's with otts uh, and we saw how that worked you know we brought in regulation and now tv content i'm not really sure if, it, if we can really call it progressive or creative so we saw how that worked and regulation does not really bring out the best in a sector i think that is going to be a challenge for international platforms the government doesn't really have to care about it because they still haven't spoken to viewers right i mean nikhil would know this i mean he we saw that they held a lot of uh, uh, consultations with stakeholders but there was never a draft put out in public for viewers to talk about what they really wanted to watch and the worry is will international players be now forced to change their content and what is the cultural sensibility in india it changes it varies from region to region and will viewers even accept something like this because they've learned to see the best on otts and you know so how is this going to work out is something that is going to be very challenging right nikhil vasuda mentioned that the consultation has not been done in complete as in viewers have not been asked their opinion yet and you also mentioned that this could also lead to rise in piracy do you see ott players also now therefore reducing things like ad content less of uh, exposure in india because they don't want to be associated in a platform in a country where they do not have complete freedom i'm not sure about what the ott players are going to do here but i also want to point out that there is a another fundamental distinction between streaming services and and television um the internet does not discriminate between a user who's streaming something on their own site or even on youtube and any other streaming service there is no technical legal formal definition of what an ott service is any one of us any one listening to this can launch their own streaming service online and there is no regulatory framework specifically for that under the it act so if you also think about it if i publish a movie on youtube 
or on my own site why is the treatment going to be different for me versus if i if i sell the same movie to a netflix and they stream it so there will be a regulatory framework for netflix but there won't be one for me what this effectively means is that potentially a code that the government comes up with will apply equally to you and me and on the content that we put on social media and on our own sites as it will to streaming services so this is effectively mass censorship uh, kind of a regime that's coming in unless they define what is streaming services and try and some shape or form distinguish streaming services from you and me uh, and that's not going to be an easy distinction to make when they do this but what kind of resistance do you expect from the ott players and other stakeholders do you see more consultations coming up i mean how soon do you see this resolved i don't see any resistance from the ott services because uh, even if there was even a semblance of of resistance in the initial days where for example amazon prime video held out they have been beaten into submission by constant demands from the mib for a code uh, the mib held three events in different parts of the country to again bring the community the industry together to come and put together a code if this and this industry has worked on three iterations now so there's there's there is a buy in from at least 12 to 13 players that there is going to be a code what that code is is what we don't know because the ministry still hasn't accepted the current code uh, and they are pushing back there because they want a list of restricted elements but what they're also focusing on is that when the ministry has a complaint they expect it to be dealt with so they want more power over here if the industry is going to push back they're going to push back together is my sense or they're not going to push back at all what is a shame over here is that users haven't had a say in the entire process there has been no public consultation where users have been involved from the ministry side okay uh, vasuda yeah also could you tell us two important point is does it apply to content already posted on the platform a and b what about the new sites yeah so i think it will apply to all the content that is that is there on otts i don't think though that they will start issuing directions straight away i think both the it and the inb ministries have to work with each other to sort out many things because there are many doubts and you know they have to issue clarifications all of that is going to happen so but yeah it is going to apply to all the content that is there on uh, ott platform right now uh, what right now i think the otts need to do probably is work more with each other and have a consensus of sorts of what they need to convey to the ministry because the ministry has made its intent very clear right now i mean though there is no regulatory framework in place right now we know that it's not really far away vasudha so what are the challenges that the government is expecting it mm-hmm. wouldn't be an easy right for the government so what are the challenges that it expects from uh, other stakeholders Well, see, I think the government is in a, a position of power uh, here when it comes to censorship. We saw what happened with the Shambhavinikal Committee report, which you know was was one of those really progressive uh, reports that came about, which said that it is certification that's important and not censorship, and that report is has never been you know even looked at and you know uh, forget about implementation. So when it comes to censorship and it comes to regulation, the ministry is very clear about certain things that you know it is the boss of, uh, and it made it very clear yesterday that it is the boss of jurisdiction. when it comes to uh, policies for the ott sector and also for all journalistic uh, entities so i think they 
do fear or they are apprehensive about a sense of backlash but the way they have been going about with IMAI I do sense that the ministry is in a position of power right now so that's why I said that the OTT players have to sort of like you know really have a consensus amongst themselves first and put up a strong front and talk to the ministry about this. Nikhil Vasudha mentioned the role of IMAI could you throw some light on how IMI can play a part in it and what kind of challenges will the government face right now from OTT players and consumers if they bring about this change? The Internet and Mobile Association of India is seen as a nodal body for the internet ecosystem, even though it doesn't represent the entire internet ecosystem. But it does have all the OTT players. So it has taken upon itself to put together these three codes that have come. The second of the codes, which Vasudha had mentioned, uh, the C was a very controversial one because it was slipped through really quickly with very few members on board without the agreement of all of those who had signed the first code. The idea was to put this code out there, to take it to the ministry, get the approval of the ministry, and allow the setting of, of an independent body under the IMAI called the DCCC, uh, which would administer any you know penalties and complaints. Now, there was a significant amount of pushback within the IMAI. And in fact, this went up to the IMAI's governing council, where they were told that if you are putting together an IMAI code, it has to be with the consensus of all the players. You can't just take five players and put out a code and then try to force them into accepting it. And so they reworked it and got the new, the latest code, which has come out. Now, the latest code is acceptable to more players than ever before, except it's not acceptable to the ministry. The ministry liked the previous DCCC code, uh, but it didn't have consensus. So somewhere a middle ground will have to be found. But the tricky part is, is the body that is going to adjudicate on this content, is it going to be an independent body or is it going to be an internal body within an OTT player? Now, the OTT players want it to be internal. They want to take the decision of what stays up and what doesn't on their platform. And they are willing to accept the liability of that entire process. How this will end up is probably that there might be some OTT players who will develop a spine and start pushing back against the code and maybe even go to court against being forced to regulate something which the government frankly doesn't have the right to regulate under the IT Act. Or there might be a backlash from consumers. So the ministry, once this entire process becomes public, I think you're going to see a lot more activity here and it will probably be the ministry's strategy to try and keep this as private as possible and try to create a code that is seen as a consensus of the industry so that the blame shifts from the ministry to the industry. Okay, so it's not going to be an easy road at all for the government and it's going to be a constant pushback from the OTT players and the stakeholders, from what I gather. Uh, thank you, Nikhil and Vasuda. Thank you. Thank you so much. It seems clear that the government's attempt to create a level playing field for all media may not go down well with OTT players, since they may see this as a way to monitor and curtail their content. The important point is whether consumers in a nation that is digitally hooked will have any say at all in what they can watch. I'm Devina Sengupta and you've been listening to The Morning Brief. This episode was edited by John Chako and Rachita Prasad and coordinated by Anjali Venugopalan. You can send in your comments at themorningbrief at timesgroup.com. 
The Morning Brief airs every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a nice day ahead. Avaaz.com